So make the process as painless as possible. Use codes, initials, check marks, but be specific so you can go back after the five days and evaluate to find wasted time or moments that are not maximized. The evaluation of the time log is the real benefit. By reviewing the time spent on each task, you and only you can determine if you used your time to best effect. Are there people constantly interrupting you with unreasonable requests? How many times a day does this happen? Is it the same people? Are you self-interrupting your day to the point where little is accomplished? Must you stop and check email every time your computer tells you, you've got mail? How much time do you spend in meetings? And are they always the best use of your time? Do the meetings begin and end on time? Is everything covered in the meeting directly important to you and your projects? In evaluating your time log, you have identified your personal time traps. Now, you have an option of dealing with them, and it's about time. You have a choice on the next step you take from the information you've learned from the time log, a choice on how you use your time more effectively. Two more ideas on the usefulness of the time log. Look at all of the tasks and actions you have on your time log for the five days. What can be consolidated? For example, would you be able to return three phone calls at the same time instead of two? When answering your email, could you answer five while you are in the email mode instead of just one? Could you have back-to-back -back meetings to save time because you are in the meeting mode? Here's the compelling reason for consolidating similar tasks to save time. The University of Michigan completed a study finding that when we are interrupted, when we shift from task to task, or change focus from one project to another, we lose approximately eight minutes. The study concluded that when interrupted, it takes us approximately eight minutes to refocus to the depth where we were before the interruption. Think about it. When you are interrupted and then go back to work, do you ever say to yourself, now, where was I? This is your mind shifting gears back to the initial task and to delve back to the depth where you were prior to the interruption takes about eight minutes. The second idea is to take your to-do list and your time log and compare them item by item. Are there tasks on your to-do list that were not completed or time spent on tasks that were not on your to-do list? Are there to-dos that get shifted from list to list to list, but are never done? And from the other side, are there entries on your time log that have nothing to do with your scheduled to-dos? Why? What can you change? Do you ever spend time doing something that is not on your to-do list, and then you've completed the task, you take the time to write it on the list and then cross it off. Doesn't that feel good? That's why we do it, so we don't feel guilty doing something not on our list. Back to where we started. Scheduling every minute of your day will not work. Use the data to determine what percentage of your day is emergencies, unexpected problems, upset clients, and the unforeseen.
The time log gives you proof and data that your days are not perfect, that many unplanned obstacles get in your time management structure. So plan for it. You may be in an environment where it is reasonable to schedule 40% of your day and leave 60% for the unexpected. Or maybe schedule 75% of your day and leave 25% for the unexpected. Go back to your time log and customize these percentages for you. You now have a tool, maximize your day. It's about time. I challenge you to do a time log for five consecutive days. Write down every task and action and evaluate the results. You will be shocked with what you find. Make this a plan with your team. So if someone gets stuck, it shows how others can help with the barrier. Three quick tips. Number one, always leave your keys in the same place. We spend an average of two hours.